On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, it's our final episode of 2021. So we take a look back at the year that was and ahead to what's coming in 2022. Welcome to episode 161 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Before we get started, we just wanted to say congratulations to all the winners of the recent Baseball Alberta Annual Awards, which were recently held virtually. Lots of very deserving candidates and winners across the province, so thank you for all you do in the baseball community. We're planning a story or two and a podcast or two in the new year to highlight and celebrate those achievements, so stay tuned for all of that. On that note, we've arrived at the season finale of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. It's a chance for us to reminisce about the last 12 months and grab a crystal ball to see what the next 12 might have in store. For that and much more, ADS co-founder and writer extraordinaire Ian Wilson joins us. Ian, welcome. Thanks for having me, Joe. How are you doing? It's feeling like a little bit of a bittersweet day. I mean, it's the final episode of the 2021 season. It's sort of that changing of the guard. At the same time, really excited about 2022. So we'll be able to get to all that over the next little while here. And and let's start off looking back on the year that's been, Ian. When you look back on it, how are you going to remember 2021? Very good question. I, I um, it's been another kind of weird year, right? Uh, we last year was uh, just all COVID all the time, and just kind of this bizarre uh, set of circumstances uh, through the baseball lens, anyways, in terms of what games were being played, what weren't, uh, shortened MLB season, things like that. And I, I really felt like this year, in particular, was almost like a spring training of sorts type of year uh mm. just kind of everything kind of waking up and shaking off or trying to shake off the, the the fog of covid and and get back to some kind of kind of normal uh you know not having cardboard cutouts in the stands <laughs> for the mlb uh, at the mlb level things like that and uh just you know a lot of the university programs kind of resuming play and a lot of the academy play getting back to it uh uh baseball alberta getting back into the swing of things and just you know just striving for that uh that normalcy and and you know just kind of winding up and everyone doing the seventh seventh inning stretch and and getting back into it and and in particular seeing uh western canadian baseball league uh forge ahead uh through through difficult circumstances and and get that get that season under their belt so it was um it was a different year for sure uh, you know i think at one point we were talking about a year unlike any other and that's that's certainly held true but uh you know i i think i think what we'd really like to see is is everything kind of un, unshackled and and fully back to normal and and i mean that's a bit of a broken record there but i think i think everyone's ready for that and hoping for you know just just fully enjoying um, all that the baseball world has to offer. And 
I'm sure there's no labor issues that will arise in the new year <laughs> at the MLB level. No, none whatsoever. It is amazing when yeah. you think back on it. I mean, 2020, we all kind of went, oh, that was unprecedented. We'll never see another year like it. And then 2021 came and said, hold my beer. Uh, it's just amazing <laughs> how that all transpired. And so I know we're going to talk about 2022 a little bit later on, but it kind of feels like that might happen again, depending on how everything all plays out. Looking back on 2021, though, any highlights for you, any situations, whether it be pro or amateur that made you go, ah, that was, that was a moment worthy of celebration. Yeah. I mean, I mean there were a few things uh, for one, uh, you know, not to, uh, I'm going to inside baseball our, our listeners a bit and give ourselves a pat on the back for, uh, uh, for being as productive as, as you and I were on, on populating our website Aww. and, and, uh, getting the podcast going no i really i went through a lot of our archives over the last year and i was like we got a lot of work done we got a lot of stories done both um you know in our in the coverage of the western canadian baseball league uh including baseball day in canada mm-hmm. uh doing more historical pieces than i actually recall and it's just interesting to look back on it because i remember uh around this time last year thinking well, you know, what are we, what are we going to do? Like, is this going to be, you know, I love our in the cards series, but I really thought we're there's going to be a lot of, uh, digging through the vaults and digging, flipping through the cards and doing a lot of in the cards stories for the next mm-hmm. few months. And we did a lot of that and that's, that's good. I love doing those. And, uh, those are great feature stories to work on and, and fun to, fun to do. But I think we really did, uh, get into some really good stories. There were some good, uh, you know, some, some stories with some Hall of Fame kind of strokes to them. One, uh, you know, starting at the start of the year, John Donaldson, mm-hmm. who uh, we recently found out did not get into the, the National Baseball Hall of Fame, which still kind of blows my mind a bit. He's had, He had over 400 uh, recorded wins, and I can't remember his strikeout total, but it's, it's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. 14 no-hitters, I think. Uh, it just kind of really paved the way for Satchel Page and, and just... I think really belongs. So, so in that last round where um, Buck O'Neill, that's awesome that mm-hmm. he got in uh, to the to the Hall of Fame. Gil Hodges, some of those other names that that, that made it. It's good to see, but uh, really hopeful that that John Donaldson gets in. And of course, you know that was one of the, the stories early in the year that we focused on north of the border. Uh, you know, one of the Hall of Fame stories we did was was Jimmy Rattlesnake, uh, mm-hmm. and that uh, for the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, and he was inducted. And even doing the research uh, for that story, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things I couldn't confirm, and that really bothered me <laughs> that I couldn't uh, stand up a lot of the, the the aspects of that. But he, I, I give kudos to the the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame for you know, kind of going with the newspaper accounts of the day. And, and this was clearly a person who had a reputation that was well-earned and really putting a lot of uh, stock in that rather than, than leaning on stats that would, would have been kind of hard to, hard to find. So there's the two sides of that, that hall of fame um, coin that were interesting and, and fun stories to work on. Um at the major league level, uh, it kind of felt like the year of Hank Aaron in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. We, we, another story that we did early in the year was, uh, you know, big leaguing in Barhead, which, uh, of course, Hank Aaron, shortly after retiring, came up to Barhead, Barhead in the 70s for a sportsman's dinner, which 
still blows my mind that he came up here and, and came to small town Alberta, and that really spawned all these uh, kind of high-end sportsman dinners for a while uh, in small town Alberta. And then, uh, of course, with his passing this year, the Braves, uh, it just seemed like he was that kind of uh, guardian angel watching over the Braves uh, as they went on to win the World Series. And, and you get to see the two Mikes there, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike Soroka and Mike Frost at uh, uh, winning World Series rings. So really, really interesting uh, and, and great to see. I mean, I was definitely cheering for the Braves when they when they made it to the end there. Mm, absolutely. I got to look when I look back on it, I, I think of a couple of different things, one being the World Series, uh, another being Baseball Day in Canada. I mean, it it feels like forever ago already, but that middle August summer, as beautiful as it was, albeit a little bit smoky still from from all the fires. Um, it was just one of those things where we were able to, to celebrate the game here in Alberta and be able to to celebrate what the Western Canadian Baseball League was doing. And, and it was kind of just sort of that moment of. It's not quite normal, but it's pretty much there. And given all the news that's transpiring and everything, I mean, as people are listening to this very episode, the situation in the NHL is evolving, the situation in the NFL is evolving, the situation in Alberta is evolving, and so who knows what's going to be happening over the days and weeks ahead. But it it was nice to have that sort of almost summer, early summer anyways, before the fourth wave really hit, um, where things things felt semi-normal again, and so that was really cool. The other thing that I, I want to go back to, and it was uh, also in the summer, the uh, the Major League Baseball draft. Amazing to think back on being able to touch base and keep tabs on Tristan Peters, to be able to touch base with Garrett Hawkins, Damiano Palmagiani again, and uh, Evan Elliott. So the four Alberta products or players that have come through the Alberta system getting taken in that MLB draft seeing that there's the possibility not only of getting drafted, but also to be able to come through here and do very well, as was the case with Andrew Kittridge, the former uh, Okotoks Dogs player who was an MLB All-Star and was uh, basically untouchable for the Tampa Bay Rays this year. And another one that uh, really made his way up the system and became one of the first, or actually the first, Dogs Academy uh, non-pitcher to make it to the major leagues, Alejo Lopez, uh, doing so well with Cincinnati Reds. We haven't been able to do a, a full story on him yet, but that's part of the game plan in 2022. I mean, there's just been so many highlights, I feel like, coming out of 2021, albeit such a weird year, there was, there was some forward momentum, it feels like. And so it really begs, I think, an interesting question in that regard for you, Ian, is... If there was a central theme to the year, or if there was something that really kind of stuck out to you as far as what what kind of defined the year as a whole for you, what would it be? Uh, good question. I, I, I think, you know, perseverance and endurance seem to be themes that, uh, you know, whether you are a fan, a fan of baseball or like just turning on your TV at home, uh, trying to get through your your life this year with uh, w- with the pandemic and some of the economic strife that uh, has has resulted, or whether you're baseball player, uh, coach, uh, administrator, uh, I think that was uh, that was a big part of the year, and and carrying over some of the uh, adaptation that had to occur and evolution that had to occur mm-hmm. during that time where it's like, okay, we can't all gather and do practice in a normal way. And 
uh, how are you going to, um, you know, how are you going to step up during that time? How are you going to get through? And I'm sure there were some players in particular that, uh, and coaches for that matter, that, that struggled with that, uh, that, that fell back a bit. Uh, but we, with that also came others that uh, really took to heart, hey, this is an opportunity. This is, uh, I know there's other other players that uh, they're going to be struggling with this. How can I uh, better position myself as a, as a player, as a coach, as a, as a baseball person? And I think we really, we really did see that. And some of the stories you just mentioned were, you know, some some of the highlights, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Kittredge, man, like you know that that what I liked about his story in particular was he, you know, yes, he was an all star, but you know whether he got that all star nod or not, he really cemented himself as a highly effective uh, bullpen guy, uh, a highly effective uh, reliever, uh, which he's a guy that around the league you would you would know his name. Right, like mm-hmm. if you are in fantasy baseball and you're looking to pick up uh, uh, a holds guy, or <laughs> you're mm-hmm. looking to, for someone who's got great numbers, you'd see his name there. So it kind of transcended just, hey, we're talking about this guy because he's a he's a former dog. Yes, that's a connection here, but man, like this this guy is just having a hell of a season. He's just doing doing really good work, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was that was just uh, uh, great to see and. Uh, you know, and Tampa Bay, like Tampa Bay doesn't mess around with that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if he's got a spot in their bullpen, he's earned it. And he's, they, they've got, they like what they see in him. So that was really good to see uh, Lopez, who you mentioned being the, I think he was uh, the, the minor league hitter of the year for uh, in, in the Reds organization, which huge uh, accomplishment. So kudos to him and just seeing him pull that off. Uh, and, and seeing the kids drafted, like is always, is always great. You know, uh, some of them you see come through in, in the WCBL and, and oh, Tristan Peters is one of those guys who just, wow, like he, he really did knock your socks off and, and it's just great to see him, uh, get drafted and, and kind of keep that dream going and, and even continuing through going through like with the Savannah bananas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> like just fun, fun year for him. So really happy for him. And, and by all accounts, a really uh, good kid with a good head on his shoulders. So, so good to see. And, and going back as well to the baseball day in Canada that, that you mentioned, I mean, I it just hats off to the Western Canadian baseball league who seemed to not only pull off uh, a season in that, in, very difficult uh, circumstances when many other leagues, most other leagues were just like, we're out. We, you know, there's too much. Can't do it. And they made it happen. They also seemed to, to, they did it without much in the way of, uh, uh, they remained above the fray. You know, Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of, Oh no, like this, this has been devastating for the league. And there's, you know, didn't encounter, stoppages or or massive obstacles once they they set on that course and uh i know i took in like that was part of my my own personal way of getting back to normal as well was just Mm -hmm. going to the ballpark and getting to go up to sylvan lake and seeing that new ballpark and experience that and the excitement that's not just from that opening night that i was at but also knowing that it's only going to get better up there it's only gonna things are going to grow and develop uh, around that ballpark things are going to the things that may have not been all ready to go on on opening night 
will will just get better over the years. So that was that was really cool. And just feeling like, hey, I'm at a ball game. This is nice. You know, mm-hmm. we're under the lights, we're we're or the sun's coming down, cold beer in my hand and this is what I should be doing in the summer, right? Uh so is that a little bit of normal and you know, it doesn't mean you throw all precautions to the wind or anything like that. And I know the league didn't do that. They I know they, they examined all kinds of contingencies and ways of preparing for that season and I I just thought they did a great job of, of pulling that off and, and I'm thankful for it. I mm-hmm. it was just nice to uh, I know on my own birthday, that's I was at uh, uh, you know Seaman Stadium and uh, with with my family, and it was uh, that was a special day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of special days, hopefully we have a lot of them coming up in 2022. When it comes to storylines, or when it comes to just the overall feel that you have heading into the year. Now, this is of course assuming that we have a normal-ish kind of year. What has you most excited? Uh, a few different things. I mean, uh, I'd be curious to see, you know, sticking with the Western Canadian Baseball League, what um, what their season looks like this year, right? Um, even though they were able to put a, a season together last year, I think most people would agree, like that wasn't the ideal setup, having five teams and mm-hmm. uh, things like that, and, and missing out on the Saskatchewan teams as well. So bring those... Uh, Teams back into the fold, hopefully welcoming uh, players uh, across the border from the U.S. uh, back to the league. I think that does add something to uh, the talent level and the competitiveness. So just seeing what that looks like. Uh, Hopefully the All-Star Game, uh, which is a a really fun event. Uh, The last one I went to was uh, the one in Edmonton, uh, 2018, 2019, Mm. can't remember. Um, (laughs) Time is just a figment <laughs> of everyone's imagination at this point, Ian. Come on now. Yeah, but that was a fun event, you know, and it's it's good to see the league celebrate its best. And and also, I'm a sucker for, like, home run derbies and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, uh, And, and Okotoks always puts on a, a great show, so hopefully we'll have, have that All-Star Game component return uh, and, and hopefully another baseball day in Canada as well. So mm-hmm. um, all those things that excite me. I mean, that's, you know, whether it's covering it for Alberta dugout stories or just being there and, and soaking it all in, uh, I just hope that we can get back to going to the ballpark and, and enjoying that. And uh, MLB, I don't, I don't even really, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that's going to go. I don't. I haven't honestly been, been keeping up on it because I don't. Yeah, why? Why put yourself through the, mm-hmm. the angst of it? But you know, hopefully we'll get back to the field, and hopefully Mike Soroka is uh, a part of that uh, MLB world uh, when it does resume and, and and pitching the way he he's capable of. So uh, those are kind of the hopes for for the new year and. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes. How about you? Uh, anything you're eyeballing? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Mike Soroka getting back to his uh, phenom form that he was in that rookie year. I mean, 
just to to see the bad luck that he's gone through and knowing the kind of kid he is and I use kid relatively obviously but he, knowing the kind of guy he is um the the mentality that he's taken into all of these different situations that he's faced it it just makes you want to cheer for him more and so it's it's going to be one of those things that it's going to be very much celebrated watching him finally pitch again from uh from a mound with Atlanta and and just to see and especially given that he's going to be able to do it as uh, as reigning world series champion so it'll be really cool to see him do what he does best heading into the new year i i'm really actually looking forward to not just all that you mentioned with the WCBL but we also have um the addition of the Edmonton Riverhawks in the West Coast League uh they they were supposed to make their uh, introduction this last year, but obviously the the WCL said no, we can't do it in the Canadian division for 2021. So we'll see what 2022 brings for that league because I'm sure there's a lot of excitement around the Edmonton River Valley around that program. I'm also from a from a smaller perspective really excited to see things hopefully get back to normal ish. When it comes to the academies, when it comes to some of that grassroots thing, there's a really interesting announcement that came out of Calgary in the last week or two here, and it's the decision to amalgamate uh, the Bucks program and the PBF Redbirds program, which is what Soroka came from. Um, to see maybe some bigger term thinking coming around when it comes to some of these programs and realizing that, Hey, maybe we can't do it on our own, but maybe we can bring our resources together to better suit uh, the students, the young athletes that we have. I think there's a real excitement at the grassroots level to try some things differently. And and even when you watch the baseball Alberta awards from last Friday, uh, some of the award winners were, volunteers and uh, stats officials and and coaches and managers who really gave it their all to make it really special for these young kids, given how uncertain of a time it was. If you can get a full year for these kids and for these adults to put an, an actual game plan together instead of, instead of sort of winging it, I think is just going to make such an incredible year for everyone. And, I, and I'm really hoping that, especially as we're sitting outside looking outside at the white stuff going, oh, what are we going to do? I hope a lot of these officials, once the new year hits, kind of takes that big step back and that big deep breath and go, okay, here's how we're going to make things that much better for the kids. Once, once the snow melts, once the grass starts to get green, once the temperature goes above, say, 10 degrees, Um, that's sort of what really excites me more than anything is just kind of that renewed excitement. It's almost like Christmas all over again. Right. But I think that there's a real, real opportunity here in this province to really, um, show a show off what we've accomplished to this point, but also be, um, show off that there's a lot to be excited about for the future. So I think that's where I'm standing when it comes to the overall vision. I'm curious Ian, from your standpoint, from an ADS perspective, because I know you talked about the stories that we did over the course of the last year. Are there any stories or any themes or anything? Is there anything that really has you buzzing heading into 2022 from what we do perspective? Yeah, a good question. I wonder how much of my, how much I should tip my cap on, <laughs> on that stuff. But I mean, there's always uh, player profiles. One of the one of the uh, things when I look back was uh, seeing some of the the historical profiles that we did. We we did one on David Wells, Boomer Wells, and his his raucous time in, in Medicine Hat this year. We did Sid Fernandez uh, in Lethbridge, who was just phenomenal and drawing drawing comparisons uh 
to Fernando Valenzuela and, and even Sandy mm-hmm. Koufax as, as a young prospect. And uh, I, I, you know, I mean, I just love kind of digging through the vaults and doing, doing some of those stories. So I'll always kind of have an eye on, on some of those. We haven't done a, a big piece on, on Danny Tartable uh, or, or Pino Martinez, who are two of the bigger uh, cannons in, in, uh, you know, the, the baseball history that, uh, that, deserve a look and, and often pop into my head. And, and uh, those are, those are two guys that, that kind of come to mind immediately. And there's always, there's always guys that just kind of crop up that, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, I've been meaning to do a story on that person. I really want to uh, see, see what we can do uh, there. Uh, so that'll, that'll, that's always kind of, you know, bouncing around in my, my, vacuous uh, skull and, <laughs> and just trying to you know whether that's uh, in the year ahead or or maybe after that we'll we'll see how that goes uh i ha i did start uh, some work on that uh, big uh brawl between the the calgary vipers and uh, uh, edmonton yes. cracker cats and i know that came up as a topic of conversation when uh, you had greg morrison on mm. on the podcast not too long ago and um I've talked to, to Drew Miller on a few occasions about that. Uh, so that's one I definitely, I do want to come back to that and, and I'm hoping to, to really flush that out. I think, I think there was something really special about that particular event and probably the closest thing we had to a battle of Alberta baseball moment mm. uh, that, that kind of you could put in the same vein as, as flames and Oilers, uh, with their with their hockey history, so that's one that that comes comes to mind as well. That that I'm I was hoping to have done this last year actually, <laughs> but but you know life gets in the way. So, it sure does. Uh, that's that's a story I'd like to to uh, look at, and uh, you know some of it's just uh, getting back to uh, like I said the, the WCBL coverage, uh, keeping an eye on some of the athletes who are um, south of the border and seeing the, the seasons that they have, that's always fun to track. Um, one of the, one of the highlights of this year as well, that, that I neglected to mention earlier was that field of dreams game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, just seeing, um, Willie Steele, who is uh, WB Kinsella's biographer, his, he was kind enough to, to do a firsthand account of attending that game. And I don't know if you watched that one on, on TV or not, but mm-hmm. I, I did, watch most of that on tv and it just really did hit all the feels and and gave you all those those goosebumps of of how good baseball can be and how special a a game can be so i don't know if you'll get a field of dreams a i don't know if you'll get a field of dreams game Mm -hmm. (laughs) this next year or if you can rival how special that was but uh uh, I'm definitely curious to see what they can do for an encore there. Absolutely. And I mean, realistically, how do you beat the home run at the end of that one? Come on now. I don't know if you could. Yeah. You can't really. You don't want to try to repeat history. I mean, it feels like it'll just be a, a secondary. Uh, it'll be just like those uh, really bad um, prequels or sequels to movies that never really deserve. Dumb and Dumberer. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one talks about Die Hard too, right? It's all about Die Hard. So. Exactly, which yeah, is no, also and, a Christmas and, movie, by the way. <laughs> oh, a hundred, hundred percent. You know what? I, I'm bending the rules on that so much uh, lately. I was like looking at uh, Goodfellas, and I was like, "Is there a Christmas scene in Goodfellas?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, there is. There, yeah." <laughs> 
when the when they're everyone's getting in trouble for buying all that uh, <laughs> buying all that stuff at Christmas time with the stole the bank job money. Spoiler alert from a from an old movie, but I'm like, yeah, I'm calling Goodfellas a Christmas movie too. Let's just do it. Let's lump it all in there. Well played, <laughs> so, good sir. Well played. Yeah, I got to yeah. say, from from my perspective with uh, with ADS, I think the thing that really excites me um, is just about the continued support that we've received, and even during this this last year, getting. Um, not only the the Okotoks Dogs and Dogs Academy back as being uh, what we've now coined as supporters. We I don't I'm not a big fan of the word sponsor. It feels too too hoity toity. Um, they are supporters. They are teammates. Having uh, Taylor Burns and AHP come along for the ride and and join us there. Having Vauxhall Academy of Baseball join us and having this new tiered system has opened up a few more doors for us. And and so having that and being able to build off of that uh, really kind of excites me. And not just from a obviously money helps, um, but also just from a from a community coming together perspective. And this baseball community in this province is is absolutely outstanding. And it's proven by the number of people who read our stories and listen to our podcasts and check us out on social media all the time. And I, I think that's what excites me most is just being able to uh, to see that growth continue uh, that we've had since we launched this thing back in 2016, 2017. So uh, kudos to everybody who listens and reads and checks us out because that, that, that kind of support just means the absolute world to us. I think from a gameplay perspective, from a story perspective, um, if there's one thing that I'll tip my cap to, uh, it's got to be the 1982 Medicine Hat Blue Jays, their lone Pioneer League championship. The 40th anniversary is coming up this year, and I'm going to be taking the lead on that story. Uh, really looking forward to uh, diving a little diving a little deeper into that one, reading some of the uh, some of the archive stories, see if there's anything kind of nuanced to that specific run, and then hopefully tracking down a few of the players as well to have on the podcast. So that's that's the big one that I've got uh, coming down the pipe. I think um, probably midsummer ish, and then of course we've got all the other stories and check in that we plan on doing as well it's just going to be i i just have this weird feeling that it's going to be a, a fantastic year regardless of of what uh happens when it comes to uh covid and the the crazy world that we seem to be living in over the last 21 months or so so that's where i'm there uh ian any final parting remarks before we bid adieu to 2021 uh not too much i mean we've survived the last the two years let's thrive in in the next one you know uh, like i said i think perseverance and adaptation have been uh, a big part of everyone's lives and uh hopefully uh you know hopefully we can continue to 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 do that and and not just feel like you know and we didn't really even touch on a, a lot of the mental health aspects mm-hmm. of that but I, that does make things uh, uh difficult for people for sure uh, so I do hope we can get to a spot where people are, are uh, not just surviving, mm-hmm. uh, not just persevering, but but starting to see some of the, the fruits of that and starting to see, uh, you know, just feel feel alive again, feel happy again, uh, feel that, uh, you know, all the things that, that baseball, for example, can bring you. Feel that sun on your face and feel the, the, the joy of uh, playing catch someone all all those kind of warm feels but also just healthy things the things that are good for your soul i hope hope we can have that uh come back to us soon absolutely well ian congratulations and kudos on all that you've done over 2021 for us here at alberta dugout stories all the best to you and your family and looking forward to connecting sooner rather than later 
all the best to you and yours and uh, keep up the great work uh, Mr. Podfather as I call you <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hope you have a great holiday season and uh, yeah I'll look forward to reconnecting in the new year as well well that's it that's all see you later 2021 it's been a time to say the least before we let you go if you have a story you'd like to share with us maybe about the aforementioned brawl between the vipers and cracker cats or maybe about that 82 medicine hat blue jays team or any other story drop us a line at alberta dugout stories at gmail.com we actually had a note from a family member of edmontonian and former mlb or dave shippenoff recently wondering if anyone had any game footage they could share drop us a line if you might have a tip to pass our way on that front as well again thank you for downloading listening reading sharing on social media all of your support across the board it means the absolute world to us and we can't wait to do it all again in 2022 until next time from our dugouts to yours merry christmas happy holidays happy new year and the best of the season to you and yours from us here at alberta dugout stories ho 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 merry christmas <laughs>